Minnie didn't break her stride until she arrived at the counter, behind which I stood, worried, hoping the counter was enough of a barrier between the two of us. Not that Aunt Minnie was at all violent. She was only, oh, energetic, I suppose describes her pretty well. It's come back to plague us all, I blinked. That was enough encouragement for Aunt Minnie. It's haunting, I tell you. It's come back, and it's going to be a judgment upon us. I guess I neglected to mention Aunt Minnie's strong, not to say extreme, religious streak. She also went in for things like seances, Ouija boards, crystal balls, and Madame Blavatsky. Um, the whole town will suffer before it's over. Without a doubt, especially if Minnie kept going on at this rate. It was a tragedy then, and it's going to be a worse tragedy now. Oh, dear, I didn't like that word, tragedy. Mark my words, Annabelle Blue, we'll all be sorry before this is over. I was sorry already. I only hope nobody else will suffer. Me too. She nodded with such vigor that her hat tilted over one of her glittering green eyes. Shoving it back into place, she said, Just you wait. Guess I'd have to. It's going to be worse than before. I know it in my bones. Um, what's going to be worse, Aunt Minnie? Minnie, whose eyes were startlingly large, even when she wasn't on a rampage, stared at me as if I were daft. What? What? What do you mean, what? Um, it all started with that poor little child. Child? I must have sounded about as puzzled as I felt because Minnie began puffing up like one of Ma's Rhode Island Reds when one of her buff Orpingtons hogged the chicken feed. Minnie poked her finger on the counter. Lucky for me it was there or she'd be poking my chest. You know very well what I mean, Annabelle Blue. You were there. I was? What do you mean, I was? Of course you were. You went to school with the girl, and it was the school outing that started the whole thing. You were there at the time. You can't honestly expect me to believe that you don't remember it. A dim bulb went on in the back of my brain. Electricity was fairly new to Rosedale, and this particular bulb flickered a good deal. Um, do you mean Julia Gilbert? Minnie flung out her arm, and her furled parasol whacked Jack's pickle barrel. Thank God Ma had rearranged the store, or Minnie's broad gesture would have knocked over a display of Del Monte canned green beans, and I'd have to pick them all up and restack them. Well, what do you think I'm talking about? Um, and her ghost is back, and it's active. She won't rest, you know, because her body was never found, and the mystery has never been solved. Her spirit is restless, and she's angry. My stomach flopped as it all came back to me. It had been a nice June day when Miss Feather's eighth-grade class took a trip to the bottomless lakes for our end-of-school picnic. That was my class, and my best friend Myrtle Howell and I were ready to get out of the little kids' school and into high school. We thought we were too smart to be with the little kids any longer. You have to understand that there aren't a whole lot of nice picnic places around Rosedale, because it's mostly desert. However, the bottomless lakes, especially in the early summertime when the thunderstorms came and made the cactus and the weeds bloom, were pretty. Up to that time, it had been a tradition of sorts for 8th grade classes to hold their parties there, celebrating the end of the school year. There weren't all that many children in Miss Feather's class, maybe 15 in all, and we were a pretty rowdy group. We weren't, after all, sophisticates. Most of us were the children of farmers or ranchers or small business people in the dinky town of Rosedale, New Mexico, which at that time had a total population of around 10,000. 
Rosedale is approximately 200 miles away from a city of any size, and even those other cities, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, El Paso, Amarillo, weren't exactly garden spots or meccas of intellectual activity. There was a small clique of society matrons who put on airs and pretended to be urbane and classy, but I suspect a lady from New York City or San Francisco might have a different opinion about that. Rosedale started out in life as a hub for cattle ranchers. They'd run their cattle to Rosedale and send them to Kansas City from the railroad yards here in town. We were still pretty much a hub in 1923, and we depended mainly on cattle ranching and sheep farming for our livelihood. I don't suppose cows and sheep have ever appealed a whole lot to people with refined sensibilities, but we kids didn't care. We enjoyed our life in the middle of nowhere. You have to remember that the moving pictures were fairly neat too, and most of us hadn't had the opportunity to become dissatisfied with our rural and rather limited existence.